Hi, and welcome to Selling Your Business with David King. I'm David King, and for the past 25 years, I have worked as a CPA, as a mergers and acquisition attorney, and as a mergers and acquisition advisor for companies, for entrepreneurs, for business owners. I have worked with them at every stage of their development but always with a long-term vision towards their exit strategy. The bulk of my work has been done getting companies sold, but I have worked with businesses at much earlier stages with a vision towards preparing them for the sale of their business. This podcast is focused on the sale of privately owned businesses, not publicly owned businesses. This podcast focuses on small businesses and middle market businesses. Small businesses are typically thought of as those with 100 or fewer employees, and mid-sized businesses are typically those with up to a 1,000 employees. Small businesses are also referred to as Main Street businesses. Middle market companies are larger businesses. They're typically those with revenue ranging from $10 million a year up to a billion dollars per year. According to the most recent U.S. Census, there are over 12.4 million small businesses in the United States. This is over 90% of all the businesses in America, and approximately half of the U.S. workforce is employed by a small business. In 2018, a record number of small businesses were sold. Between 2015 and 2018, growth in the number of sales of small businesses averaged over 11% per year. So this is continuing to be a hot market for the sale of small and mid-market businesses. Now, here's the bad news. On average, small business owners have 85% of their net worth tied up in the businesses that they own and manage. The bad news is that approximately 80% of small business owners will never sell their businesses. 80% of them will never receive 85% of their net worth. Imagine that. You put away money, you work hard, and save money for your retirement, and you don't have access to 85% of it in order to retire. That is the tragedy of failing to realize the value of the business on an exit. That's the tragedy of failing to plan for the exit of a business and gain the value that you've built over time. Selling a business is the American dream. It's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. The reward for years of hard work. Now, entrepreneurs need not neglect every other aspect of their life in order to build a successful business, but they often do. Most have made countless sacrifices in the years that they developed and managed a small business in hopes that they would someday reap the benefits of this labor and someday have a new life of recreation, prosperity, vacations, and comfort. Broadly speaking, business owners have four alternatives when it comes to the exit from their business. The first, they can continue 
working at the business until their death or disability. Now, while selling a business is the American dream, dying at the business and leaving it for people who never planned to own and run the company and leaving it up to them to potentially sell the business, that's the American nightmare. I've observed this on several occasions where business owners fail to plan, they continue to work with no mind toward their exit strategy, ultimately die, and leave their business either to family members who have no knowledge about how the business runs or to members of management who have no ability to take on the broader role required of senior management. The second alternative is to liquidate the business. And you can liquidate a business either voluntarily or involuntarily. Now, a, a voluntary dissolution of a business and liquidation of the company is basically a fire sale where assets are sold off at pennies on the dollar. And this is, of course, not an ideal exit from a business. An involuntary dissolution, an involuntary liquidation is even worse. It's when something goes wrong, such as creditors suing or a lawsuit against the company, and the company is forced into liquidation. The third alternative is the best alternative. It's to successfully sell the business to an independent third-party buyer. This is what this podcast is focused on. It's focused on preparing a business to be able to sell it to a third-party buyer, preparing the company for that process, and completing the sale to a third-party buyer. This is the ideal way to realize the full value of the business, sell the entire business as a going concern, all the operations of the company, all of its assets, to a third-party buyer. And that's what we're going to be focusing upon. The fourth alternative, though, if you, you can't sell your business to an independent third-party buyer, is to complete an internal transfer of the business, either to family members or members of management or to other business partners, if you have other business partners. This may not be as much of a windfall as, as selling to an independent third-party buyer, but it's one means of selling, passing along a business, keeping the business intact, and getting something out of the deal. It's been said that failing to plan is planning to fail, and that's true when it comes to the sale of a business. If you fail to plan for an exit strategy, events will inexorably dictate the final exit plan, and it's highly likely that an involuntary exit will be thrust upon you. It may be that the competition and the market just brings the business to the ground and someone builds a better mousetrap, problems with employees, pricing, etc. Anything can happen in the marketplace that harms the business, but also things can happen internally that harm the business, even among the owners of the business. Things like death, disability, divorce, disagreement, or distress between the owners. Keep in mind that selling a business requires 
the services from a team of professionals. And these professional services can get expensive. So preparing will be very helpful for you to know who you need on your team and how to get the most out of these professionals. The more you know about how to sell, the better use you can make of these valuable services and the more efficiently you can use these services. You don't want to be penny wise and pound foolish and cheat yourself out of a good sale. But as long as you're a smart customer, you know what's going on, you know who to get on your team, you know how to replace members who aren't performing, you can be a smart customer and get the most out of these professional services. Keep in mind, selling a business is like a job in and of itself. While you're going through the process of trying to sell, it will be like you have two jobs. And you need to continue to manage the business to run profitably because you have no idea whether or not the first sale will come through or the second or if you'll have to take it off the market and try again later. You should plan that it may take a few attempts to sell your business and this could take from a few months to several years to get your business sold. The key that you will hear me say throughout this podcast is to start planning early. The earlier that you start to plan, the more alternatives you will have in terms of how to exit your business and the fewer mistakes you will make. Another benefit of early planning is that you can look at all the factors that are within your control and start working on them. You can do things like increasing the value and acquisition appeal of your business. You can improve operating efficiencies, productivity, and implement better accounting. And you can work with a team of competent and experienced business professionals to develop an exit plan. Finally, you can start early to implement a detailed strategic process to sell your business. I have worked with entrepreneurs and their businesses for decades. And I have seen the ones which have sold, and I have seen the attempts at selling which turn into a failure. The difference between a company which sells and the company that doesn't sell isn't just the value of the enterprise. It's often other factors that could have been managed earlier. Different business communities throughout America generally have different resources to invest in their professional infrastructure. When I worked in Silicon Valley, most of the startup companies that I would work with were high-tech companies, and they had a realistic view of someday going public or being acquired by a publicly traded company. Since these businesses had a realistic expectation of growing to, to have a very high value someday, they could attract early stage investment. And other companies in other communities that don't realistically have the expectation of ever going public or being acquired by a publicly traded company, like most small businesses and most middle market companies, they don't ever have the hopes of going public or being acquired by a publicly traded company. Since they're not going to grow to have that immense value someday, it's much harder for them to attract the early stage investments like the high-tech businesses in Silicon Valley or in other high-tech communities. Since the high-tech businesses are those with 
you know, long-term, you know, projections of high valuation, get the early stage investment. They can afford to invest in the right legal resources, the right accounting resources. They can attract qualified members to serve on their boards of directors. They can hire qualified and highly educated members of their management. They just simply have more resources to grow and to properly invest in their business infrastructure. So since most businesses don't have that luxury, they need to be mindful of what a disadvantage it is when it comes to achieving a high value in your company and compensate for that. Be mindful of the fact that cutting corners on accounting, on legal matters, on human resources, on other administrative matters can come back to bite you. And even if you're able to go through the whole duration of your business and operate successfully for decades without any of these matters coming back and being a problem, when you go to sell the business, they definitely can become a problem then. And it's much more expensive on the eve of a sale to go back and clean up years of mistakes than it is to start out and do things properly from the very beginning. And that's where we'll pick up next time. Next time we'll talk about planning to sell your business from day one. And with that, I'm David King and this is Selling Your Business. For more information, grab my book on Amazon, Selling Your Business, Begin with the end in mind.